Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, girl reporter. No, Jordan. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, girl reporter. You're, no, typically, we should explain. Typically, your nickname is boy detective. Yeah. Um, and our nicknames stretch all the way back to when we were 19 mm-hmm. and didn't really think them through. But while Girl Reporter has the same rhythm as Boy Detective. Sure. And while... And kind of a vintage paperback vibe. Yeah. Which I, is what I'm going for. And while I'm hesitant to be unnecessarily cis-normative, mm-hmm. <laughs> I still think that... Girl reporter doesn't match. Well, here's your junk. Genderless or inspector. Gender Maria, you have not been introduced <laughs> I'm yet. So sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no one knows. People are freaking out right now because they don't know what that voice is that they just heard. They thought they were listening yeah. to a quiet, intimate conversation between two close friends. This is probably loose cannon. That's what people feel like when they saw the great train robbery for the first time. You're burning they the down train the theater of them. the mind. The drapes are on fire thanks to comedian Maria Bamford. I'm so, I'm so, so, I'm so, so sorry. I'm so, 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 so sorry. And now you're doing a Charlie Chan voice. <laughs> Our guest on the program is uh, one of the best stand-up comics in the world, one of the funniest people in the world, just in general. Subjective, um, subjective. Uh, one, of our, <laughs> one of our most beloved regular guests on this program. It's been a while, and it's great to have her back. The brilliant and wonderful Maria Bamford. Thank you so much for having me on your program and letting me interrupt. No, what did you have another? Here's what I think. Yes. Can I I, I just say say what I like about it? No, you cannot. Okay. I don't think gender has to be a binary. Yeah. Hmm? I understand that there could be some fluidity in gender. And, you know, people might identify one way. They might have one set of biological characteristics, one set of internal characteristics, and so on and so forth. However, I've known you for a long time. Mm-hmm. And while I've never seen your penis, I've heard you talk about it a lot. Sure. Over the years. <laughs> and, and there's the etchings that I mail you. <laughs> and I believe you to identify 100% with your biological gender and that your biological gender is male. Yeah. And for that reason, I, th- I find this new nickname confusing. But I want to hear Here's what the, you okay. have to say. Maybe I just – here's what I want to get across. Oh. I've got a nose for news, and right. I'm going to get the scoop, but right. I'm going to look good doing it. Oh. Is that why you're wearing that little fedora? Mm-hmm. <laughs> are women... Underneath the fedora, pillbox hat. <laughs> women are considered to be sassy. That's one of our uh, our traits, yeah. well, natural you can, traits. You can always snap back. <laughs> I do feel like I have a lot of natural <laughs> sass. I also feel like I can be brassy at times. That's true. You are. I've always thought... You know, it's funny. Now that I've given you this lecture on how masculine you are, mm-hmm. I do remember thinking quite a few times, especially when I first met you, what a, what a sassy broad you were. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And a brassy broad. Yeah. And a De- brassy dame and a sassy dame. And you – I mean, I don't think anyone would say basic bitch. No. No, <laughs> no yeah. under no circumstances. <laughs> I w- the last word I would use to describe you is basic. You're next level. Thank you. 
Thank you, guys. If I was going to say, I'd say next level. Okay. I mean, I I, I hear your concerns, R.E. Generation Next. I would call you. you Generation Next. I'm a real Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. The Spunknik. Yeah. The yeah. Spunknik. You're a real Spunknik. Yeah. <laughs> Beeping out there. In the <laughs> I got a dead dog inside me, maybe. Is that how that worked? Pretty sure that's how that worked. I got a dead Russian monkey inside me. Named Balalaika. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Love this. Okay, I'll go back to Boy Detective then. You, you don't have me. to. I mean, you can pick a new name, or you can stick with this one if you feel like it fits you. I'll try Girl Reporter just, for a show, and we'll just see how it feels. What I wonder is if you're not get if you're not get letting your desire to have a new nickname mm-hmm. get ahead of your, you know your your. Your true identity. Sure. Mm-hmm. G- grow uh, get outside the bounds of your true identity. I just don't think my old nickname, like, really conveys my nose for news. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I mean, you've been you've been known just as I have been known to pick a pocket or two. Mm-hmm. You've been known to break a story or two. What'll <laughs> happen? Women are nosy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm concentrating on my career, Mom. <laughs> well, I do find that when you want to get some information out of a fella, mm-hmm. you do tend to put on some bright red lipstick. <laughs> uh-huh. I open my parasol, yeah. twirl it seductively, <laughs> and then the man imagines that the parasol is his penis. You know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I was just uh, – yesterday, I was just over here a block away from our studios mm-hmm. – at a Korean restaurant, having a lovely Korean lunch. It would be weird if I was at the Korean restaurant and I made them cook me a burger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Um, fish and can chips, we get a, please. Can we get an iceberg wedge out here? <laughs> can I please – can I get some pupusas? <laughs> um, and uh, I came outside. There's like six paparazzi out there. Oh. Maybe they maybe – you, maybe you tipped them off. I did, yeah, I've been calling in your whereabouts to TMZ. <laughs> they they send me $8 every time I do it. They didn't take any pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh. But I think that's because they knew that I was going to put my hands up in front of my face. Mm-hmm. And so it wouldn't be a very valuable picture. And also because my children weren't with me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the kids sell. And I another reason is I looked really elegant. <laughs> and they wanted people, they wanted that they're just like us vibe. Gotcha. <sighs> yeah. Have you considered maybe a nip slip? I did think about a nip slip. What was going on with your nips while all this was going on? I guess. Is <laughs> well, they were erect. Is, uh-huh. Are you talking about their posture? <laughs> Just their, their state in general. Um, they they had an erect state, mm-hmm. um, but they were fully covered. I had one. I cut the nipple out of one of my shirts. Yeah. Out of one side of my shirt. I was wearing two shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one had the nipple out of it mm-hmm. in case I wanted to Clark Kent that shit. And tear off the outer shirt, thus displaying the inner shirt. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, I only was wearing one shirt. But I did have the nipple cut out, and I was wearing a coat over it so that I would have the option of slipping my nip out. Hmm. That's that's nice. You always have the option. Yeah, well, but I'm disappointed in the paparazzi for not getting that. I was disappointed in the paparazzi for their total lack of interest. And I found myself wondering what would happen if I walked over to them and introduced myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just did some posing. Look, I'm going to give you guys a break. Uh, <laughs> just want to give you some FI, FYI, what I am, what kind of market value you could get for photos of me. Have you ever been paparazzi? 
Maria? Uh, once I was at LAX, and I think I was much, much younger, and I had very long blonde hair, and they did not see my face. Mm-hmm. And um, and somebody took some pictures of me, but then when they saw my face, they're like, oh. Did they say that? They didn't say, oh, <laughs> but their cameras kind of. You have a lovely face, Maria. <laughs> but I think it wasn't the face they were looking for. Um, right. I, uh, you know, I didn't, I, uh, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, no, uh. You think they were after, there was a celebrity with your similar hair and build that they were after? Ex- Is that the... Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And I think that happens. You just start shooting at someone who's blonde, mm-hmm. who's, um. They were just shooting. Thin, and you think. You turned around and they said, oh, a feature act. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Why am I standing outside the Southwest flight from <laughs> Salt Lake City? <laughs> Let us know when Gaffigan gets off the plane. <laughs> they said Gaffigan can't go anywhere. Oh yeah. Oh God. yeah. I would imagine. He... What a nightmare for for Jim Gaffigan. Going trying man. to just trying to go to the lingerie store. Sure. Just trying to go to Victoria's <laughs> Secret to buy himself a brassiere. Not that sounded rude. I did not mean to be rude to Jim Gaffigan. Uh, only to suggest the absurdity of him buying a brassiere. Right. And 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 it is. I would think it would be very difficult for him to go anywhere because people do. I would. You know what? I feel like if I feel like the challenge for Jim Gaffigan, besides the fact that he has seventeen children, yes, I think it would be a bipartite challenge. Okay. One <laughs> one part of his one element of his challenge would be the fact that people probably just yell hot pockets at him. Yes. Because people love that more than anything else that any comedian has ever thought of ever. Yes. Jim Gaffigan, one of the greats. Yes. An exceptionally yeah. great stand-up comic. Yes. But he's got to be tired of people yelling hot pockets at him. Now, that's part number one. Part number two, he's probably really nice to them when they yell that at him because he's so freaking nice. He is nice. My boyfriend and I yelled at him uh, or quietly yelled at him. Uh, <laughs> it's just Spoke water weight. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... He said about whales. Stand up special. It's just water weight. <laughs> and um, anyway, but he was very kind about it. Yeah. You know, he's a nice man. He's a nice man. Um, Jordan, you've been paparazzi a lot. Yeah. Because of my uh, racist Twitter rants. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I really like that's been a really like good thing for my career is racist Twitter rants. It really gets people like interested in what you're all about. Yeah. I mean, the paparazzi guys. They weren't doing anything. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, these, these real paparazzi guys outside the Korean place. I think they're just waiting for someone to come out of the acupuncture store. Oh, they probably had somebody that they had uh, beelined for. Right. Right, who they were like, yeah, waiting for their... But, but the person's in there getting a treatment and they're not allowed inside. Sure. So what I guess what I'm wondering is if I went over there and said to them, hey guys, I'm Jesse Thorne. From National Public Radio. <laughs> I used to host The Grid on IFC. And I did a failed... Always on, slightly off. I did a failed, a failed pilot that ended up airing for current TV. What? Two years before that. An a aired pi- failed pilot. That is spectacular. I know. It's a very unusual. Unusual. And I explained that to these guys patiently. <laughs> <laughs> they, if they would not say, look... Let's take a few. Let's take a few glamour shots mm-hmm. while you're here. I'd say, look, I'll go. I'll go over here. I'll buy. I'll buy myself a baby Ruth. I'll go over here. I'll get some diapers for my baby. Mm. Anything, baby. Yeah. 
<laughs> but like, if I offered them the opportunity, I'll and eat I these said, tiny carrots, baby carrots. <laughs> <laughs> Like, if I just let them know, like, look, if Cameron Diaz comes out of the acupuncture place, go ahead and shoot Cameron Diaz. It's not a big deal. I won't be hurt. Yeah. But you got a few minutes. You're not Or, up I mean, maybe to you and Cameron can, you know, carry, carry on a little bit. The headline, who's Cameron's new man? Yeah. She's got a great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. She's fun. She's fun. She's fun. And tall. Just yeah. like Kate Hudson. Tall and fun. Also, uh, I learned uh, doesn't 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 shave her pubic area. What? Yeah. You know. Did you learn that in a sensual fashion? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I got I got the pants off, and I'm like, I'm sorry, Cameron. Call me when you've done a little grooming. <laughs> then I'll go to town on your celebrity vagina. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be groomed. <laughs> Listen, I've recently taken to pubic hair shaving. Uh-huh. Really? I, yeah, that's true. I, have, you com- have you committed? Have you what? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm keeping this up. Now, listeners. With, now, is it with a, a daisy razor kind of thing or is it an electric one? It's a uh, a Gillette men's razor specifically for the man's uh, penis More delicate and parts. Yes. And this is Are something that serious? we talked about. We had a live show not that long ago okay, that, will, that will air soon mm-hmm. on the Jordan Jesse Go feed for people who have been wondering. And we talked about that extensively. But okay. yeah. that was so now... A couple of weeks ago, and I'm not afraid to give people the opportunity to time machine this thing. Um, so now it's been a few weeks. If you want to get the setup, all of the setup, mm-hmm. you'll have to listen in a couple of weeks from yeah. now. But it's been a couple of weeks, and you're sticking with it? Oh, yeah. Sleek as a porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> but does it? I don't know. I, I because I grew up in the seventies. Um, I I did not. I yeah. I do not maintain any sort of sense of um, propriety. pride or uh, <laughs> or propriety. Um, so yeah. So I never. I, I, you have to learn the beauty culture early to keep having the the like the, you have to have an ethical drive within yourself. Like this is right and this is wrong. Well, I think there's a point where it. you just lock it down. Yeah. Your whole aesthetic just locks down. Yeah. Just like grandmas and grandpas on Seinfeld all wore weird '70s clothes, hmm. or like how uh, distasteful 33 year olds dress like Britney Spears even today. Like I think there's a point where you just this certain parts of what you're choosing socially just lock down. Yeah. Yep, that I locked. Yeah, because I grew up in northern Minnesota. There, there weren't any of those beauty treatments and around. You needed it for warmth too. Well, exactly. <laughs> it's During the so cold. It gets so cold. And Jordan, you <laughs> now you had suffered after in the post facto. Mm-hmm. You had suffered some itching. Yeah, there was some itching, uh, but you know, kind of, kind of, just like like. Uh, you know, everyone tells us it just it's it's a couple days. You endure it. You will lotion up. You'll be fine. And that's kind of how it worked out. No, what was the inspiration? Well, now, of course, you've already dealt with this. I'm so sorry to come in late. No, no this okay. all of this is new information. I mean, I knew Jordan was lotioning up down there. But <laughs> sure, no, a but, whole other situation. Yeah. Oh no, that was simple <laughs> masturbation. <laughs> but that the, was not for itching reasons. But the inspiration that was for, for self pleasure was was there any? Was there a young lady who said, uh, "Oh, I wish this would happen"? No, or was you know, there any? Uh, I, Got... Ad that caught your eye. <laughs> Here's what it is. Yes, I got this men's razor for free in the mail. 
because of my social media oh my influence. Oh my and I thought it would be wasteful not to use it on my Good penis for and you. balls. Good for you. And I did it, and I don't think I'm going back. You know, I gotta tell you, Jordan. <laughs> That's a beautiful story of uh, the American marketplace. Sure, you've talked you've talked in the past on this program about your enthusiasm for talcum powder. Mm-hmm. Oh. and I had I had never been a talcum powder user. Now it's hot. It's hot in the summer mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, yeah. and I was suffering from some uh, midsection chafing. Sure, yeah, some hip. To thigh chafing in that zone. Yeah. Not on the most delicate parts. Your balls were fine. My balls were okay. Okay. But my my thighs and my that whole area had some mild chafing. I'm a talcum powdering. It's like a well oiled machine. No, talcum's great. Talcum's great. But here's the thing. Okay, I just gotta say, then you smell like a baby. Yeah, that's great. Ah, you gotta get. You don't, like, like, a baby's you don't cry. like the smell of a baby. Well, that's with, like one of the best. With a man, I don't like the smell of a baby. I, I did date somebody who used a lot of talcum. I should mention that I use uh, Axe Cool Gush yeah. talcum powder. And oh, I, okay. And we'll I see. and I use Urban Assault. That's my <laughs> talcum of choice. So these oh are masculine. Oh thank God! Scents. Oh thank God! I did have to. I did have to <laughs> order. Retarded. I'm so sorry. I, why am I? I so did afraid have of the to baby? order some. <laughs> develop. I, I did have to order some gender appropriate. God, I'm really into gender appropriateness yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm sorry. I am very much. Uh, yeah. Look, we love you, you, audience, wherever you are on the spectrum. But show us with your talcum. Yeah. yeah. Let us know with your talcum. Uh, you know, no, I think like I like but I, just, um, I had to use – I used some of my wife's. Yeah. And uh, it was Probably very – a little too feminine. It was smell. very floral. Mm-hmm. And a lovely smell. Yeah, for a lady And the baby. other thing is it's it made <laughs> – For a lovely baby. It made me smell like my wife, which was weird. Yeah, I think yeah. we've also talked about that. I think that, you know, when you are cohabitating, yeah. you shouldn't – uh, mix your products. I, I I think. I mean, again, yeah. and this is a this is a place where I'm a little bit of a gender Nazi. Right. I think the lady and the fella should smell different. Right. Yeah. That yeah. way, you know when to get it on. Unless you run it, <laughs> unless you run out, and there's some right. kind of situation where he's got some dandruff shampoo. Sure. It's made out of tar. <laughs> <laughs> and, tar and baseball bat splinters. <laughs> <laughs> And you gotta you gotta take a chance on that. Oh yeah, no, I mean there's 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 times for exceptions. I think. It's I not... actually the only grooming product that I use in my day to day life is a rosin bag. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's because you're a pool shark. Yeah. <laughs> just toss it. You know, uh, just give it a toss for for get a little tack, get a little tack going, and, then and then I'm right ready to the for parallel the bars. <laughs> Um, I think Gold Bond, Gold, the Gold Bond specifically, talcum smells a little more masculine okay, than your okay. over-the-counter. I, okay. I had purchased some really uh, ritzy Santa Maria Novella mm-hmm. uh, uh, talcum powder for my wife, which she enjoys using. And it just smells gorgeous. I mean, it just smells spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um, and more than I could say from Ms. Cameron Diaz. And <laughs> but. <laughs> Swamp I, down there. I ended up oh, buying some some gracious. talcum powder that uh, matches my uh, my preferred soap, mm-hmm. which is uh, the English Discount Soap Imperial Leather. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, so you've got a complementary. So yeah, they, you got you got to match those products. Otherwise, you got a mishmash. 
Mishmash. You know, nobody wants a mishmash of odors. Nobody wants to smell like lavender citrus. Well, mm. maybe you do want to smell like lavender. That could be nice. I've never smelled that before, so. Could be. You don't want to prejudge. Yeah, I don't no. want to prejudge. <laughs> not, uh, not on something as important as that. <laughs> Race and gender, however. <laughs> Snap judgments. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, we'll be it back. lets you know who's lazy and weird. <laughs> We'll be back with some non-junk-related uh, talk in just a second. <laughs> Possibly. Conceivably. Mm. I'm going to downgrade that to conceivably mm. on Jordan, Jesse, go. Do you think it's okay to finish someone else's food? Do you have a fight with your friend over whether or not he should wear his Phillies garb to a Colorado Rockies game? Does your wife want to keep a chamber pot in her art studio? If so, please do not write in to Judge John Hodgman. I heard all those cases already. Judge John Hodgman is the show where I, John Hodgman, adjudicate disputes between real people calling in over the Internet, and I tell them who is right and who is wrong over such important issues as is a machine gun a robot and is it okay to go through the garbage at the Canadian House of Pizza and Garbage. Bailiff Jesse Thorne rounds out the cast for a fun-filled podcast of judgment and justice. Kind of two of the same thing, actually. Judge John Hodgman... Take a listen if you do not mind. I order it. Come visit the courtroom. It is open to all and located at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, girl reporter. Maria Bamford here for a bit. Yeah, she is. It's a true fact, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. The great Maria Bamford joining us on this week's program. <laughs> You're not staying overnight. <laughs> oh well, if there is a if there's a place to lean on. <laughs> yeah, you can. There's some corners. <laughs> some little some corners. This is very cozy in here. I mean, I could totally bed bunk down in here. Oh yeah. I mean, you'd have to uh, you'd have to worry about the humidity. Sure. It's a sort of a tropical environment. <laughs> it is. Well, with two, uh, yeah, two other people in here. But if we kept the door open. Well, there's naturally occurring plantains, too. Because <laughs> of the tropical environment. You catch crabs by hand. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Although, ooh, ah, ooh. Yeah. You know what Look I mean? Out. They pinch. <laughs> Look out. Uh, we've been, oh, we've been, my boyfriend and I have been reading uh, shipwreck uh, stories about you know survival and oh yeah wait uh, the two of you have been reading them together we read them out loud together it's oh, fun oh yeah. wow uh, there's a great that's book, fun. book that he has it's all these sh- shipwreck stories from like the 1400s forward and they're just uh well they're horrifying and yet uh awesome because hmm. they have so many specific details of like and then they um you know what they would find. You know, like oh, they ate a bunch of wood for a while. So this they, is <laughs> they would just eat like logs. <laughs> I mean, it's tough times. Yeah, and they could until they could figure it out. Like figure out, oh, there's that uh, that thing that looks like a piece of fruit. Uh oh, it's poisonous. Then yep. they and they get real thin. But then, oh, well, the most beautiful story is the. the where he goes to Antarctica and he travels back through what's the one? Endurance. Endurance. Have you read that one? No. <sighs> 
Yeah. It's, How does one get out of Antarctica? <laughs> Let's, uh, we're going to have to snap you out of your reverie and so you can I'm share sorry. some of the details I of this know, story with I us, know Maria. The details. I know I'm terrible with details. That's the problem. But it was all about teamwork, and the guy was such a great leader, and so they didn't know if they were going to make it back, and uh, they ended up – they weren't, didn't know where they were, and they finally ended up being gone for two years. Everyone thought they had died. And then they came back to this Norwegian fishing village. All of a sudden, people were like, you're still alive. And the same thing with Zamperina, the guy who just died, who's doing the new uh, um, Angelina Jolie project. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which is called uh, – what is that called? I don't know. But I was just hearing about this guy on the radio when he passed away. He just died of 94. But he was in World War II. First, he was an Olympic runner. And then he was enlisted, and then he uh, was a bombardier, and then had a plane crash, survived for, I think it was almost five, It was like it was, 20 days on a raft or it's, something. It's more, it's more than that. It's like the longest 24. time somebody's day, lived on a raft. And then they get taken in by the Japanese and I'll get tell you a what, POW camp. I'll oh, tell you my. what they ate. They caught... <clears throat> They caught birds that mm-hmm. landed on their raft with their hands. Yes. And then they gutted, throttled them. Gut, yeah, gutted them and ate them raw. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of the whole – or at least my, best, my favorite part of the story is that the guy – sharks start going up on their raft. And <laughs> that- and he was so mad. Like his his response to that instead of like hopelessness was like, God damn it. I'm going to eat one of those sharks. And <laughs> just to show just, the other sharks who's boss. Exactly. He just – and then he got, they got some sort of makeshift spear going and they killed the sharks. And he was so – they, they were smaller sharks. And then, of course, the great white shark. Anyways, these stories are not my own and would be better read uh, in the actual book by uh, the woman that is a bestseller. And I wish I could remember – Oh, I'm sorry. Judy Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Bloom. <laughs> She's. <laughs> she has so Are you there, God? I'm going to eat this bird raw. <laughs> <laughs> there is no God. <laughs> uh, no, but she it, says as she bites into the bird. But it turns out, Louis Zamprini, he uh, he he. Gets a Billy Graham moment and then goes back and forgives all of his former POW characters. Yeah, so he like all that's keeping him alive. At least according to his biographer that I heard on the radio, when he he goes in, he's in the POW camp. When the America wins World War II, he's released from the POW camp. He's an alcoholic. He's barely clinging to the edge of life, um, and all that keeps him alive is a desire to return, save money to go to Japan to kill the guy who tortured <laughs> him. <laughs> it's not funny at all. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and he goes to see a tent revival by the Reverend Billy Graham. Brought becomes, by his wife. Brought by his wife. Yes, she goes <laughs> once. He goes the first time and doesn't like it. Then goes back again and changes his mind. And uh, he's like he and he helps put Billy Graham on the map because he's such a famous celebrity. I like the maybe the premise that the guy is still going to try and sneak into the camp and surprise the guy, but instead of like slitting his throat, he'd just forgive him really, like in a really <laughs> surprising way. <laughs> And then he just runs off. And then he, like, goes back under the barbed wire fence. Like, he still wants to break in. He still wants to have that adventure, but just to forgive the guy. What That, that is the interesting thing about survival stories going, oh, would I be the person – because I have the feeling I'd always be the person in the survival story who'd go, you know what? I, I just can't um, 
I just don't know if we're going to – I'm just going to walk off into the snow. You know, like, <laughs> I just always know – I'm worried I'd be that person. I wouldn't be the person who'd go, we just stick to a schedule and we, you know, go on. And if on we have it. to throttle a penguin and eat yeah. it, then we're, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I feel like what, what I'm imagining right now is you, out of self, selflessness and kindness and – Perhaps an ele- a hopelessness. <laughs> Perhaps an element of a lack of a lack of courage of your convictions, <laughs> but but mostly selflessness and kindness. You would volunteer to be eaten. You got that right. And then people would like they just go. We'll put you on the list. Yes, the meat's <laughs> the meat's not that good. It's a little stringy. <laughs> Can we get somebody that's a little porkier? Yeah. Is there anyone pork? Kill we, are, I'm taking other nominations for people who are volunteering to be eaten. What about you, Gaffigan? <laughs> <laughs> well, all the, that was the thing on ships. It's a rule of the sea that the the youngest person on the ship gets eaten first. What? Yes. What a terrible rule. So if there's a baby. You're eating uh, that baby. I guess so. Or is, there, is, there is a that because they're the like, tender? Like a... It's usually the, like the there are there are only men on the ships, yeah. And so they had a, but it was like the youngest, uh, the ship hand or ship's mate or whatever would. You be know what eating. I'd eat first? <laughs> the parrot, right? Right. Eat the parrots first. No, because who are you going to talk to? Good point. Yeah. Uh, now, point taken, Jordan. Yeah, point taken. Yeah. <laughs> what is your personal story of survival of something that you survived that you go, oh, that's an example of me. You know, going through a toolbox of whatever you have available. Do you have any of those stories? Uh, just besides my my parents' uh, <laughs> relationship with each other and my father's post traumatic <laughs> stress disorder. That's pretty good. Like, that's about, a, so that's, I'm working on 33 years of that. <laughs> how about live it moving to Los Angeles? Isn't that sort of that's sort of an island uh, uh, sort of? Uh, but I had my I had my wife on that one. I feel like that was barely. But you didn't, though. I remember when I first met you, you were living out by yourself in the... No. That wasn't? You were by yourself His then? wife was hiding. Yeah. Oh. She likes to camouflage I'll, herself. A new wrinkle. Yeah. I'll tell you, I mean, um, I, you know, I had, uh, I, I developed some survival skills in the neighborhood I grew up in. Yes. I knew how to look and to some extent still know how to look, although my skills have atrophied somewhat. How to look like big and tough enough that you wouldn't choose me to fuck with, but not so tough that I seem like I'm challenging people to fuck with me. Oh, that is a fine line. It is. Like you got to be like I always had to be like I had to be Mr. You know, white boy faggot, which I was. I mean, I had been nominated <laughs> for that position. It was by called the, out to you by the others What's in my community. <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those. It has to. It's unanimous consent, acclamation, <laughs> that I was declared Mister White Boy Faggot this in my neighborhood. Um, but like you know, like I had to. I you yeah yeah. I like it's it's really because if there's a kind of that where I was I would have you know stuck out too far and gotten beaten down. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's a survival skill that I developed. That is. How about you, Mr. Jordan? Oh, geez. Um, yeah. What's, uh, yeah. Have I ever had it hard? Has it, <laughs> yeah, have no. I ever faced adversity? That's a great question. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've, you know, like, like I've gone to some concerts I didn't like because a girlfriend <laughs> wanted to go. Right. Yeah. That is painful. I've seen Ani DeFranco live. <laughs> 
Didn't want to do that. So I think I've learned how to put on a happy face and maybe maybe go to a movie I don't necessarily want to go to or I mean, that listen is, to some music. I feel like all you had to say was Ani DeFranco. <laughs> like that is she's an amazing. She's a brilliant artist woman and as well as a businesswoman. Yeah, and, sure. uh, and in, a, a hero of a hero for independent creative people yes. like ourselves. Yes, exactly. Um, and her music is not for me. But exactly. That's what you, you can almost also have opinions, which is God bless America. <laughs> I would love I would love to have a chat with her sometime. We could talk about how much we both like Maceo Parker and how his music is for both of us. Oh, nice. And I wouldn't mention that her music is not for me. Yes. In that situation. Of course. Of course. This oh. podcast probably isn't for her. <laughs> right, right. I have a hard time imagining Ani's tour bus lighting up when someone says, hey, let's throw Jordan Jesse Go on the stereo system. <laughs> By the way, I call her Ani. <laughs> I call her DeFrank. Um, my <laughs> wife and her friends loved Ani DeFranco uh, and Tori Amos when we were in high school. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Yes. yes. So uh, as did all creative-minded white people, uh, white women, yes. uh, from the years 1996 to 2000, <laughs> <laughs> it was required. It is weird how those things come in generation. Like the kids next door who are college students at Occidental College uh, next to me. Hi, kids. <laughs> uh, they live in my neighborhood. They – all play Sweet Home Alabama. Still. <laughs> really? Still. That's How many the thing. times per week? I want to say at least three times a week. It It is, uh, is celebrated. Um, this is a new batch. This is a new sure. batch of kids. So these are juniors, but they are playing it as if they have not heard it before. Now, here's the and question. It is, it's a discovery. Number one, they haven't heard it before. That's part of what's so amazing. That's why. <laughs> Because it's a renewable group of people who haven't heard Sweet Home Alabama before. The xen- xenophobic. But I think the the question <laughs> is, yeah, I mean, I think you, your xenophobia remark really gets at the heart of this. Each generation has its own set of people that it beats up as it listens to <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Do you think there's going to be – I mean, have you thought about Blasting Southern Man? And then just kind of creating a creating some sort of tornado of bad feelings. Well, my boyfriend uh, loves uh, sound music, mm-hmm. so, and so we were listening to Sun Ra. Oh uh, yeah, sure. And so maybe we could, you know, we could just well, we started singing along to Sweet Home Alabama with our own lyrics. Oh, okay, <laughs> which were kind of they were kind of very filthy lyrics, but um, they touched us yeah. in a special way. Um, sure, because you can make it your own. You can Absolutely. make it. In that way, the thrilling <laughs> riffs, you can allow the thrilling riffs to thrill you along with whatever th- thematic content <laughs> thrills you. I have some I questions know. about Sweet Home Alabama, but I want to take a little detour into changing the lyrics to a song. Yes. I had kind of an amazing experience the 4th of July. I went to a, uh, which was yesterday, well, as of this recording. Uh, I went to a friend's uh, barbecue and uh, someone had brought a cake uh, shaped like an American flag. Cool. Carrot cake shaped so like an American flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shaped and colored. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Made to look like an American flag. <laughs> like, ah, oh, this is about the shape of a flag, right? And uh, uh, she said, oh, before we cut it, we should sing the national anthem. And then I said, well, we should sing it but replace certain words with cake. <laughs> so everyone started to sing and it was interesting where people decided to put cake and when everyone agreed to put cake. Because some people had different ideas. Oh. So you're you guys, saying we should try that? 
yeah, let's just see. Let's just see. I'm not going to say where you should, what see. words you should replace with cake, but I just want to see where your brain goes. Should we bring? Should we bring Scott and Lindsay yes, in here yes, to help for us? Sure. sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, okay, Scott and Lindsay, come on in here for a second. Okay. So Maria's boyfriend Scott is here, and Lindsay, our producer, is here, um, and so they're just going to come in here and. They don't have to – you guys don't have to go all the way on microphone. It's just we need more numbers if we're going to get a representative study. sample. Yeah. Okay. So here's – I don't know if you guys heard, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing the national anthem. Okay. Pretend someone has brought out a cake made to look like the American flag. Mm-hmm. Okay. So sing the national okay. anthem and replace certain words with cake, but not all of them. Like, don't just say cake a lot. And what is the national anthem again? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Canada. (laughs) Australians, all let us rejoice, for we are young and free. (laughs) I do know this. Really? With golden voice and, oh, our home is good by sea, (laughs) our land. No. Anyways, I do know the Australian accent, or the, uh, yes. We're an island of convicts. We had a great Australian on the show last week. We should have we should have had you in here to sing the anthem oh, up top. Well, and the funny thing is, I learned it because I was. You didn't know me then, Scott, but I was dating an Australian. We only we only touched faces once <laughs> by accident. And then you then it was all it was, it was all boomerang before that. <laughs> it was Yahoo serious. <laughs> but I learned the Australian uh, national anthem all three verses, or I think there's four four verses. No one knows it there. They all mm. mumble it, and they, the only song they know is the one that goes to the Qantas Airlines. Uh, <laughs> I still call Australia home. They all know. I'm sure they know Waltzing Matilda, don't they? They probably all know Waltzing Matilda. I think I think they know that one, but that's not the anthem. Laugh, kookaburra, laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> oh, say can you see <laughs> by the dawn's early what so proudly we caked at the twilight's last caking, whose broad stripes and bright cakes through the perilous cake or the camparts we watched were so gallantly caking. Very much, guys. Yeah, thanks, everybody. So the answer is everyone agrees to do it at the end of every line. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Well, that one's worked out. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Maria Bamford, a person who's here right now. Maria, I'm keen to learn. 
because you mentioned that you uh, live near Occidental College in Northeast yes. Los Angeles. Yes. I, I live not all that far away from you. Yes. I live in uh, Mount Washington. Well, well, well. Uh, you live in what I call The Rock. The Rock. Um, which is Alcatraz. Now it's 0041. Um, yeah. Good zip code. Yeah. Uh, and um, I don't know. I wonder how do you find – because I've talked a lot about the people that live on my street. Since I've become a homeowner, which was not all that long ago, <laughs> I've become much more invested in the people that live on my street. Yes. And, um, you know, shirtless guy and his pit bull. <laughs> Van lives, lives in van and yells at himself, guy. Uh, no names on those? <laughs> no, ma'am. Uh, Jocko, our neighbor Jocko. Just bring a casserole down to the van. <laughs> Jocko the junk man. I got to tell you, it'll be appreciated if yeah. you bring any food that they're uh, – anyways, sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting your neighborhood so I got, I got yeah. a lot. I got a lot of these neighbors, but I feel like it's a very disparate group. Mm-hmm. And I read somewhere the other day about shutting down your block for a barbecue. Was that in an article? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love those. <laughs> it, I'm trying to think back. It could have been a book. Mm-hmm. It's possible it was a pamphlet. More could likely. have maybe been some microfiche? <laughs> could have been on fiche. Could have been on film. I remember a spy gave it to me, so it was either on oh, fiche sure. or film. <laughs> He took it out of his tooth filling. Right. Um, wait, no, that was that cyanide that I barely survived. <laughs> okay, look. I um, – and I was like, oh, that sounds great. I get to know your neighbors and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you do you know your neighbors? Okay. I have a plan. Okay, read... good. <laughs> so you've, you already have – you have these college – I'm guessing they're yahoos they're... who listen to Sweet Home Alabama. Well, this juncture, there's a there's a stand-up comedian who lives next to our young comic um, ah. who's a delight who introduced himself. And um, I, I don't know – I mean, what is a yahoo? Is it a person who celebrates life at 3 a.m. while drinking <laughs> and saying, you fucker, while jumping into a pool? Is that a yahoo? Or am I the yahoo who sits in my – Quietly bed. Vibrating, <laughs> vibrating with disgust. Someone in my neighborhood, I swear, and my neighborhood is like a, a ravine, you know, so it all sound is in all homes. Oh. Uh, someone has been putting on concerts. Oh, yeah, sure. I think you've mentioned this before. Okay, yeah, that's – what? <laughs> concerts? That's entirely inappropriate. (laughs) That's not an at-home activity. Well, I bought a book on how to build community because that's what I do. Right. I want to learn about something, not always follow through on it. Community organizer. Yes. And uh, one of the things they said, get a bench. Bench, it's like a people bird feeder that Mm. they will sit, build, you know, have a bench, people sit on it. And it has happened. And then I put out the bench and the sidewalk shock. So... You know, there's the normal people who sit there. Maybe little kids will come by. But the first thing that happened was it was tagged, which made me feel good because if the Avenues gangs are, you know, protecting our bench, then that's good. And then the next thing happened, the chalk completely disappeared and there were dicks up 
and mm. down the sidewalk just on our block, but just dicks of all different colors. Were you supposed to now? Was it? Were you supposed to follow them somewhere? No, no, no. They were disparate, and okay. uh, they just seemed to be. Uh, yeah, they were just. Uh, it wasn't a, like a trail of breadcrumbs. Yeah. <laughs> do you Something think probably unpleasant. Do you think it's possible that the fact that they were all different colors, it was a, it was like a tolerance message? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> well, certainly. Oh, my God. That is a beautiful way to we take it. We can all get along <laughs> together. If a Just look at the trail of dicks. <laughs> Is the theme song. It's from the 1984 Los Angeles Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Trail of Ticks with the opening ceremony. Sure. The great thing about Sidewalk Track is only like three bucks a pop. You get a giant thing of it. So the second thing, put on another box chalk. Then a guy started using it to advertise just on our block, advertising his services with his number. He said, call me for training. Call me for training and all over the Navy place. Maybe SEAL training, training or well, Exactly. Very unclear. Krav Maga. And my boyfriend tried to call him a number of times. Uh, Scott tried to call him a number of times and uh, there's no answer. Finally, he saw the guy making the ad and was like, hey, man, we want training. You know, what's going on? Train us. <laughs> we need revenge against the man who put us in a POW camp. <laughs> and he said, he said, uh, uh, what is it? And he says, oh, it's personal training. And I guess it was so personal that – <laughs> yeah. Can't really. It's Didn't want to share it. <laughs> share it. And then the best thing was that the methamphetamine addict who lives, he actually lives with his mother, but he affects the whole community because he wanders and fights trees mm. in hallucination. Uh, he fights mostly young saplings. And um, uh, he came. Can you just give him a bucket and a mop and just set him? <laughs> Just get him going? Well, what he did with the chalk, he took the entire box and for about 48 hours laid on our front sidewalk making eyeballs. Eyeball after eyeball. Oh, my. So where is the is the bench? The bench is right on the front lawn so we can see we can see them. Uh, we can see everybody sitting there. There's a 5 a.m. crowd who gets there to smoke pot. And then there's uh, a on the bench. On the bench, uh-huh. there's some maker outers. Some people have done meth. I asked Fernando not to do meth on the bench <laughs> if he for, wants to. Is do... it Fernando Valenzuela? No, <laughs> it's I don't know Fernando's last name. I just know that his first name. And uh, but the guys is it Fernando from the Amazon. <laughs> That I know of. Okay. Um, but the guys at the end of the block, I always think about, like, they are the friendliest guys. The guys who are dealing drugs are always like, hey, how you doing? How was your weekend? How was your week? I mean, that is an <laughs> open-ended really nice. question. <laughs> sure. We could stand I mean, that there kind of a invites a, yeah. a longer conversation. You think yeah. they're hoping you'll say, it was good but not great. Could have used more drugs. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, don't... I just wasn't as fucked up as I'd like to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just do 40 outs. I don't think – I think Fernando's taking the drugs, but I don't... yeah. But it is – I have had block parties. I've had like five block parties. That's pretty there. good. And And – but people – Sometimes people come and sometimes they don't. And I think certain people, there's some very religious people who I think they came to my first one and I think they thought I was selling the house. And so they were like, oh, yes, we'd like to see the house. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm just trying to be friendly. And then their child drew pictures with uh, some crayons provided of hell. And oh. what hell looks like <laughs> when you go there. And I got to tell you, it does not look good. <laughs> you sure it wasn't just pictures of what hell looks like when you're not married to your boyfriend? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is interesting about when you're community. a woman who pursues stand-up comedy as a career. <laughs> well, that Here's was a picture of the microphone. Hell is for people who subscribe to that HBO. <laughs> well, the, that, that is the weird thing about HBO. community is you get connected with people. You go, oh, do I want to be connected? Like that kid was 10 years old. But you know when kids are sort of like, I don't know, something something bad is happening in their family because he was yeah. like overtly sexual towards uh, oh. me and another uh, woman this at the is party. The, this is the, the, the hell, hell kid. The wow. hell kid. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. You know, and it's like, do I want to say hi to that kid now when I see him or do I not? You know, like because it was kind of scary. Sure. And then, I mean, not – do you think he this, was a tiny ten-year-old? Do you think these just, things are? I guess my thing is like, oh, maybe because the child is sexual, the parents threaten him with hell a lot, so he's preoccupied with yeah, it. Yeah. Or do you think these are? It's not related in that way. I I think it's probably totally related in that. Uh, this is my my picture and my judgment. Mm-hmm. I like to create tableaus, sure, um, like a little shoebox diorama <laughs> of what I think is going on, which is probably not going on. But you know, maybe they, you know, if, uh, I think oh, probably the if you have access to online porn and then you're also doing the going to church and being told you're going to hell all the time, then those things would come together in a. Wonderful. Fiery conflagration of yeah. sorts. <laughs> yes. Sort of fire and brimstone type. And also that women, bitches ain't shit, you know, if you get that, because that message is at church too, as well as on some online porn. I know there's some empowering online porn that we I should, really need to get into. We should mention that his church is actually Pastor MC Wren. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Pastor MC Ren? It's just a rapper, pastor, <laughs> early '90s gangster rapper. I um, hmm. I, yeah, I the people on both. my block. I would, I, yeah, I, I think I would be comfortable with them on my lawn if they were all together at the same time. But I wouldn't want them to come to my lawn one at a time, and I certainly wouldn't want any of them in my house. Well, that's the danger is that people then come over. Like, but, but sometimes it's really fun, though. It's, like, incredibly fun. Like, there's two little kids who live a couple houses down, so they'll come and run around the house. And I don't have kids, so it's fun to see kids every once in a while, especially when I know they're going back to their mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. I'm a single mother without kids, and it is <laughs> Thank hard. You. Thank it is you. hard. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's horrible. I'm sorry. Uh, no, God um, is great. Um, you know, I'm I'm having a little bit of a a little bit of an opposite problem. Is that my apartment building is not very social, um, and not because people are unpleasant in it. Everybody's very nice in my apartment building. But it's just not like a you know common area. Yes. Can I ask you a question, please? Is it because you keep trying to have cookouts in the hallway? <laughs> it is, yes, exactly, because I am just starting random fires. It's not in a garbage can. It's not on a grill. It's just I create a fire using magazines. And then you you literally just throw hot dogs at it, Jordan. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I don't want to get too close to the fire. you got to hurl them. How, that is not how it works. But I'm wearing my kiss the cook apron. <laughs> Have you? Uh, who do you know? Do you know anybody's names? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm. I'm pretty good with first names in the apartment. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, that's yeah. good. You know, so and I'm, pretty, you know, friendly with some some boyfriends and girlfriends that are oh. coming over too. So fun. Uh, yeah. So it's you mean not some of your boyfriends some of my boyfriends and girls. I know the names of the people I'm fucking. Yeah. <laughs> first names. So that's two groups of people that you know. Yeah. A lot of the service people that come over have their name right on their shirt so that's three no sure i usually try and fuck them <laughs> but it's the weird i don't know if you get that because i 
always excited about saying hello to people, but then I get immediately scared once we start talking. And my boyfriend has totally witnessed this where I'll say, we got to connect with people in the neighborhood. We really got to talk to people. So we'll start talking to uh, the guy who lives down the street um, at the park. And then I'll (laughs) – okay, we're we're talking now and we're hearing about his job and when he's – Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> well, we, you know, we probably better get going. <laughs> like, there's something about it that's so the intimacy somehow becomes overwhelming, and I don't know why that is. It's like, well, this is my life. Don't I have enough? T- this is all I want is to be able to chit chat with people. I think there's some residual for me of the in the neighborhood that I grew up in. Like, you just had to be really careful who you talked to and, like, who you knew. And, like, we had a lot – like, there was definitely people that we had – there was tons of people that we had great relationships with. But, like, you just really had to take care that you didn't get sucked into a a night – a shitstorm of shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, there is – all of a sudden, those dark moments. We were at the 4th of July picnic. uh, I was there about two years ago and I said – topic of religion came up and um, mm. I said something I think which was sassy well, sure. as ladies do <laughs> um, somebody was saying you know that you they're going for the scoop. Christians yeah I was going for the scoop and um, I had an A-line skirt <laughs> 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 and um, I, I said oh I yeah I, I don't I don't really believe in God, but I do go to a church. I, I go to I go to the Unitarian Unicorns, and because uh, they basically just play Beatles tunes and read uh, poetry, and uh, the woman said, "Oh, I guess you probably haven't. If you don't believe in God, you probably haven't been through that much suffering in your life." Ah! <laughs> wow! I was like, "Whoa, we're going there over the over the hot dogs." <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into suffering. Give us a call. Your uh, Maria sounds like your religion. One eight hundred Eagle Rock E A G L R O K. Give us a call. Let us know what you think about God, suffering, hell, and the Bible. Your religion is my orange is the new black. Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like I've been in so many situations where people talk about just are getting into conversations about how much they love that show, and I'm like, oh, I'm gotta go somewhere else. No, oh, gotta go. No, not here. No, I'm going to start a fight. No. You don't like Orange is the New Black or the Unitarian Church? Oh, uh, I'd say that I I enjoy the Unitarian Church. (laughs) My Uh, my mom asked me about Orange is the New Black today. (laughs) She's like, Jesse, should I be watching that Orange is the New Black? And I thought about it and I said, she said, have you seen it? And I said, yeah, I watched a couple of them. And uh, then she said, should I watch it? And I was like... I thought about it for a minute. I said, "Well, you should talk to Teresa. She likes it." <laughs> I think. I think. Say, I feel the same way about that that I feel about as you feel about Ani DeFranco. It's like, oh, I, 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 res- I respect a lot of what's going on here. Yes. I think there's a lot of great ideas, and it's great that this exists. I will now never watch. You know, yeah, I will watch now stop else. trying enjoy. to watch. It. Yeah, 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 for sure. I know. I let. I like it. That's no. That's I think fun. that's a lot of. I think a lot of a lot of uh, <laughs> smart, discerning people enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, yes. and a lot of good good people work on it. Yes, yes. It's very. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's totally what prison is like, you guys. Exactly. I've never. What prison you know, is. I've heard it's not like prison. Yeah. <laughs> well, prison is not like that. Prison's at all. not that sexy. It's not <laughs> sexy, and it's a bit boring. It turns out, <laughs> and you can't do anything. 
There's you right. cannot do anything. You can't have parties. But you don't have dress up days. <laughs> there's beauty pageants, right? No, there's no hair salon within the, somebody's <laughs> hair, jail cell. Basically, there's, everybody in prison is like a good person, though, right? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, <laughs> no, they, like the well, kind of person you'd want to root for. <laughs> well, I mean, every and I, I feel like every human being I'd want to root for. That's oh a my good God, point, Maria. This was this. We had a. You should say. You should write that down and use it on Sunday at the. The you, Well, church. I got it from them because the fifteen-year-olds had this graduation ceremony. Instead of getting confirmed or saying they're going to give their lives to Christ, they get up and say what they actually believe in. And this kid got up, and he, it was so brave of him, because you know it's. I don't know. It's a group of hippie liberals or whatever who are sitting in the crowd. He said, um, "I know this is probably not going to go over well, but." Um, I believe um, that for me, like, everybody's good. Like, even Hitler was a good person. And it's just like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like, uh, I thought Where I thought you were going with that was something like, um, I don't know how you guys are going to um, feel about this, but I just really think the Tea Party has a lot of good points. <laughs> well, oh, I my just, God. Why should, why should a business have to pay for a woman's procedure that they don't believe in? He like, just goes, I'm, oh my re- God. I'm really happy I discovered a community where all religious beliefs are supported and I feel like I can be supportive, supported because abortion is murder. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been- uh, Rand Paul 2012. <laughs> That would have totally been the perfect uh, statement of faith. That would have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, because that's the only problem with the Unitarian so, Unicorns is like the – Tolerance of love. <laughs> tolerance You're valid. Oh, so valid. All opinions are okay. <laughs> I mean that that would have been great. But how many people? How many people at your Unitarian church? I think the in a, in the, a given in a, on a given Sunday. How I, many in the how many in the pews? Well, uh, during the school year is a nine thirty and eleven thirty, and there's probably like two fifty a group, maybe two hundred two hundred group, and then during the summer there's probably like two hundred, just one time a Sunday. And I I like it just because it's there's free cheesecake. Made by an eighty-nine-year-old man who makes enormous, giant cheesecakes. Yeah. Okay, that's the big, big one of the biggest draws. <laughs> Number one, fresh coffee with cream. Also, um, also, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of goofballs who all sort of don't believe in anything, and so, and then you say, "Are these goofballs or yahoos, Maria?" <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> are these more goofballs or are these more yahoos? That's, you got to identify that for yourself, really, mm-hmm. and. Um, <laughs> Um, but it, I think it's comforting just to hear because you never. I, I don't hear poetry that much, and I don't. And it's and it's a little bit like stand up without the jokes, you know. Which sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah, what I like about stand up is the presentation, <laughs> not the humor. <laughs> no, but like I, I do like inspirational. It's it's kind of like NPR. It's like it's just like listening to NPR, but with. A positive bent, and knowing that but, you'll get a cheesecake at the end, and knowing you'll get a freaking cheesecake. Can you at imagine the end? how popular NPR would be if, at the end of every listening, <laughs> your radio session. just shot a cheesecake at you <laughs> somehow. That would be you know perfect. what I'm imagining? I don't. I imagine that there. I imagine there's regular clergy, but in my head, I immediately went to a panel of rotating speakers, and as soon as I imagined the panel of rotating speakers. 
One of them was a guy from the post office. One of them was a fireman. And one of them was a police so it's officer. Like career day, <laughs> or the village people? No, it's like elementary school. Oh, okay, it was like when people come in to show you like how to address an envelope <laughs> and how to use your zip plus four. Mm-hmm. Well, that's exactly what it is. Anyone can do a sermon. Anyone can get up and do a sermon. Like they'll somebody Even will help Hitler. you. Well. That kid's point, uh, I think, has to be taken that that was, uh, you know, if you say you love everybody, then you love everybody. Here's the thing. Hitler's dead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But that kid had built a simulated Hitler. (laughs) A mecha Hitler. Oh, God. (laughs) This kid's favorite PC game is Wolfenstein. (laughs) And then he ate some dog's food to get health. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jessica. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio. Jordan Boris, girl reporter. Maria Bamford, love songs on the coast. <laughs> This one's going out to Pepe from Tweety Bird. <laughs> Sorry, just, you're in jail. <laughs> I just want to say I love you so much, and I just know that you didn't mean a lot of the things that you said <laughs> the last time we talked, and I didn't either. And I'm just, I just miss you so much, and I'll be there to pick you up in 2017. Can I tell you that I this overheard is the best podcast, by the way, <laughs> that. Right there. Can we just have a podcast of that? I I think there are there are jail podcasts where you. Mm-hmm. I overheard a uh, uh, I, uh, on the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother and my son and I went to this place called Flat Top, mm-hmm. Montecito Heights in Los Angeles, a big hill, and you go out there and you can see like 180, 225 degrees of fireworks. It's totally amazing. You can see like all the fireworks displays in all of Los Angeles, all at the same time. It's really cool, and uh, a lot of young lovers. Ooh. A lot of young lovers, um, and two of them were this young couple, and uh, the woman was saying to the guy, eh, maybe they're 24, you know? Yeah. Sure. woman saying to the guy, this is the kind of thing we should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> Mad about it already. That, that loud. She goes, we should be doing something like this once a month, whether it's this or the beach or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with her personally. I say that should get, I you should be getting out of the house. Get out more. once a month? Sure. Yes. Once a month. That's my rule. Get out once a month. The rest of the month, stay inside. Lock it down. Lock get it get in there. <laughs> lock lock it down. Get in there. Start binge watching. This Star is Trek, the kind the of thing generation. we should be doing. Yeah, I like the I like the rage behind it. This is <laughs> everyone everyone was a little everyone was buzzed. No, there was not a lot of hammered people there, mm-hmm. but a lot of buzzed people. So people were really talking about those fireworks. Sure. <laughs> really <laughs> saying that fireworks were happening. Telling you, look at that. You can see fireworks over there, and you can see fireworks over there. <laughs> There's three different fireworks you can see. Uh. Where did you grow up, Jesse? Uh, Jesse? San Francisco. Oh, okay, okay. San Francisco. San Francisco, you just got the one. You got to orient yourself towards the key fire mm-hmm. set of fireworks or you're out of luck. Mm. Yeah, I, Highland Park. 
There are 17 fireworks going on on every, well, yeah. you know, every house has a set of fireworks. There's a, there's a lot of autonomous fireworks <laughs> sure. displays Fireworks not sanctioned by the city. <laughs> yeah. There's one on my block. We came home. We missed it, I thank God, because I just – I find it so frightening, them going off so close oh. to, to yeah. your face. Yeah. It terrifies me. Fireworks not sanctioned by the city, sanctioned by Dan's cousin Brad, who <laughs> went to Mexico and got some sweet M80s. Fireworks deeply <laughs> – Deeply, deeply fraught for me because uh, my father was both my family's not even close, my family's number one fireworks booster and also my family's number one war-related post-traumatic stress <laughs> disorder oh, haver. What, which war? Vietnam? Vietnam. So my dad would like – he loved fireworks so much but he's – the whole time he's like white-knuckling it. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> it was such a nightmare combination. It's like a whole week of my dad being completely insane because there's fireworks going off randomly. Oh, God. And, but Just then, tears coursing down his but face. But he also loves fireworks. Like, oh, he God. loves fireworks. <laughs> so he, loves, he loves fireworks in the circus, and you can't take it away from him. You know what I mean? Did he, did he ever have any bad experiences with clowns? No, no bad experience. Okay, well, Thankfully, they didn't let. They did not. A couple clowns tried to get on the carrier. Yeah, but they would not let them on. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they'll fit. Yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> met? If it's an issue of space, right? The clowns will fit. Sure. They will find a way to fit. Sure, have they'll you, sleep three to a bunk. Sure. Have you ever met a clown that you haven't been frightened but delighted by? In, when they're clowning? Yes. I've seen. There's, there's one clown I've seen, the guy with the who's eight feet tall, and he wears the white cl- clown costume, and he sings sad balladeer songs. Oh, sure. This is a popular internet clown. <laughs> I've been made aware of this internet clown recently. Yeah, I yeah. think I've seen this clown on the internet, too. Um, he sings sort of like a, like a three tenors type thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a popular romantic song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very sad. But anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Uh, I'm you scared know, of that clown. Our friend Steven Simon from the sketch comedy duo Ten West is a professional clown. Oh, uh, he wa- he went to Barnum and Bailey's Clown School okay. um, and clowns professionally from time to time. Uh, he- Ten West also do clowny type sketch comedy where it's like silent and music is playing. Okay, uh, but they're not in clown suits. Um, no red noses. No red noses. Uh, but it is clowny type. I mean, it's there's they're doing clown bits. Yeah, you know, getting hit by stuff and yeah. falling over, and but no red noses or goofball stuff. But they are wearing sort of nose weird makeup, but they are wearing sort of clowny clothes. If that makes yeah. sense, yeah, polka dots, like a sort ripped. of hobo type, <laughs> a baggy <laughs> pant, like a baggy pant and a hobo, and you know. Uh, but that I've seen, and it is like brought me to tears because it's so amazing. Aww. Which most things like that I hate. I'm yeah. going to be frank with you, yes, Maria. Yes. But that has brought me to tears with its amazingness. Um, but generally speaking, in terms of people in clown suits, no. Yeah. I'm not afraid of clowns either. I just, I just don't want to look at it. I'm kind of yeah. I'm afraid of clowns a little bit. Really? But I mean, well, the, the classic ones. The classic ones. If I see like a, a European style clown who's got the red <laughs> nose, but the, you're not afraid of him because you know you could take him. Jeez, <laughs> you know with this little tappy tippy toes. Because he's too drunk on wine at four in the afternoon. 
<laughs> He's drunk on baguettes. Sure. Is that possible? Fermented baguettes. <laughs> Seems possible. Yeah. A sour baguette is fermented. I'm cloud neutral. Okay. Don't mm-hmm. care. Our sponsor on this week's program, our friends at VG Kids, a full-service screen printing company. They screen. They, they'll, they'll silk screen. I'm going to give you a list, Jordan. I'd love to hear a list. What can I get silk screened at VG Kids? Rock posters. Great. What? Non-rock posters. Okay. Great. Folk posters. What? R&B posters. <laughs> Art posters. Sure. <gasps> Fart posters. <laughs> Dart posters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds similar. Uh, Art prints wedding invitations. <laughs> That's the song. <laughs> That's the wedding song. Um, custom clothing. Oh. So, got a softball team? Sure. Feels right. Got a comedy group? Mm-hmm. Uh, eco-friendly record packaging? Great. Vinyl stickers? Not leather stickers, probably. Just vinyl. They stick to vinyl. Full-color digital printing, postcards, banners, whatever. We use them for our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Have for many, many years. Wow. We like them. Wow. They are in Michigan where they started this because there was no printing company uh, that catered to their area's punk rock scene. Is this Ann Arbor we're we talking about? It's Ann Arbor environs. Mm-hmm. It's it's Ann Arbor adjacent, if I re- if I remember correctly. Wonderful. I we uh, we had or I, at least I had breakfast with them when when we were in Ann Arbor. Zingerman's. But I, yes. Exactly. Again, the famous uh, delicatessen of uh, Ann Arbor. Another small business. <laughs> right now, people in Ann Arbor are like, yes! <laughs> That's our famous business! Uh, or they're mad you, because you didn't mention the deli that they think is better. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to go there and take a class on how to be a business owner. Oh. Vacation idea, Scott. <laughs> you can catch a University of Michigan football game. <laughs> I've heard there's lakes. Uh, we both love tournaments. They'll also <laughs> they'll also help you with your fulfillment and uh, design if you need it. Uh, VGKids.com. Nice folks in Michigan. Oh. They're very good kids. Kids mm. in That's Michigan. Very sweet. VGKids.com. If you want to get up on the jumbotron, it's easy. It's affordable. MaximumFun.org/jumbotron. We'll share your message with the world. Jordan Jesse Go listener. If you want to sponsor any of our Max Fun shows, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll put together an advertising package, a cross-platform ad pack. What does that start at, Jesse? Uh, very affordable rates. Okay, are we talking? I mean, I'm a small business. At Bamfuco, I mean, we only have three employees. Maria, we'll work with you. <gasps> okay, I'll give her a call. We'll work with you on rates. <laughs> call her on the email at Teresa at MaximumFun.org. <laughs> We'll talk to you in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Maria Bamford here today. Gone to Molly, though. That's the bad news. Mm. She's got to go make some tamales. <laughs> yep. That sounds good, though. I have a part-time job, which takes the focus and the pressure off of uh, my uh, my A job. Yeah. Hmm. And you make, a, you make a tremendous tamale. <laughs> Whether it's a cold tamale or a hot tamale, I'm interested. Yeah. Oh, thank you. You know what I mean? Thank you. You know, I mean, I have tried to be, bring excellence. Um to what I do, if, if even if it's in a half-assed way. <laughs> Can I tell you guys a secret? Sure. Yes. 
our office is right next to a famous tamale restaurant oh. in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. I don't like the tamales there. I don't think they're that good. Interesting. What That's the, my orange is the new black. Jeez. Well, I guess orange is the new black. <laughs> my orange is the new black. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Hmm. Don't like the tamales. Do you prefer? There's another, Too much masa. There's another tamale you prefer. I haven't had any other one good ones in L.A. Hmm. Okay. But the problem is if you got too much masa, it's just gummy in your mouth. Yeah. You, need a, you need a better ratio of filling, you know? Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about. I do. I Look, do. let's take this thing home. Hmm. It's been a joy to have you on the program, Thank Maria. you so much for having me. Maria, you're one of our favorite guests of anyone in the entire world, one of the funniest people in the entire world. Okay. Um, God. One of our favorite people in the entire world. Okay. Okay. One of the most worldly people in the entire world. You guys have families, right? No. <laughs> no. I have a family. Mine were all killed. <laughs> Our in, a, were... in a shipwreck, so that, that whole segment was a little tough for me. Our fam- but... We went on vacation with our families <laughs> together, and one day, while we were in a dinghy, yeah. the Ooh. boat got torpedoed. Ooh. Only yeah. eat the liver of the albatross. Yeah. Oh, that's that's... All you... Well, now you tell me. <laughs> now that I'm over my albatross squirts... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next time, I'll need to deliver. I so guess classic. Um, Maria, you're a stand-up comic. Yes. Are you going to be traveling this great nation, delivering uh, comedy to the good people? Yes, July 22nd and 23rd, I'll be at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, with the delightful Miss Jackie Cation. Oh, she's a delight host of the Dork Forest. Host the Dork Past Forest. guest on Jordan Jesse Go. Saturday, September 6th, I'll be at the Rialto Theater in Tucson, Arizona. I'll also be at Bumbershoot in Seattle. Seattle. I don't know what times yet, though. And then uh, October 25th, be at the Festival Supreme in Los Angeles, California. Where uh, the headliner Jack Black will be there, yeah, and I got that gig through my boyfriend because he's friends with those people. That sounds really fun. I heard about that guy, Jack Black. You uh, know what? Jack Black was in here. Nice yeah. man. He is a nice man, and um, I am uh, very grateful for the employment. You know what else? <laughs> Fucking talented. Mm-hmm. You know why Jack Black became a movie star? <laughs> Incandescent talent. That's yeah, why. It turns out. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking amazing. Someone who's asking me, they're like, why aren't you bigger? I'm like, there's something called work ethic. And, but there is. I mean, I think people, you know, you... you. Some people, that's true. I mean, there are people who, there are people who have a, a single-minded drive and focus. Yes. Uh, that brings them to the top. Yes. I like to think I have that, but not the talent. That's not true. Um, Maria, if, if anybody's out there anywhere within driving range of Tucson, yes, anywhere, anywhere within driving range of Charlotte, have mm-hmm. you thought about doing comedy shows at driving ranges <laughs> and like, maybe <laughs> dodging golf balls? Amy's like, what? Hey, Maria, why don't you go on a tour? Wouldn't that make more sense? Do a bunch of dates in a row in the same area and then uh, make you know earn money and then come back? I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got two old pugs. I right. don't know how much time we have left. Um, I now have a boyfriend. I need to get hugs. Sure. I've gotten very hug dependent. So your Jackie concerns Cation's are hugs and pugs. Yeah, hugs and pugs. <laughs> oh, those rhyme. Plus in <laughs> Charlotte, you got to worry about bugs. Oh, boy. Ooh, bugs. <laughs> yeah. Tucson less so because it's so dry. Yeah. Well, Tucson, you got to worry about the thugs. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> anyway, that's it. <laughs> those are all the words that rhyme. Um, Rugs. Oh, yeah, rugs. Sure. <laughs> what? I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Lugs. Yeah. Drugs. Tugs. Drugs. Tugs. Mm-hmm. Mugs. <laughs> Shit, wow. man, we're going to be here all day. <laughs> Just to be a two-part episode? 
Uh, what uh, I was going to say is, uh, if you, whether or not you already, you probably, if you're listening to this, you probably already love Maria Bamford. Whether or not you already love Maria Bamford, if you're in Tucson or in Charlotte or within driving distance of those places and you don't go see Maria Bamford, permanent shit list for me. Oh. I don't care if you don't have the money, you have to borrow it. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if you have other plans. What if it's sold out? I don't care if you have a elective skirt surgery scheduled. Mm. Reschedule it. Mm-hmm. They'll reschedule it. It's elective. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. They're, they're going after that mighty dollar. Yeah, even if I'm back there in six months, you don't know. That's six months. Maria may never Can't. return. Maria may be offended <laughs> by... Larry Johnson, superstar forward of the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> and she may never return. She may never return. I'm someone who keeps a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> Maria is a hateful person. <laughs> she is a she has a the they the hatred inside Maria burns so brightly. It's as incandescent as Jack Black's talent. <laughs> I get so Seriously, mad. Don't be a chump. Get out there. Get out there and see that. Yeah. Maria is the Maria is literally as good a comedian as you can see in a comedy club in America. It will it will you will go you will leave that show as I always do every time I see Maria Bamford perform thinking I have just seen someone do something masterful and beautiful and amazing and I laughed my gut until it hurt the entire time. Wait a minute. Am and, I the Annie DeFranco of comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You do my, two albums a year, right? You give me a hurt gut. You had a span where you did my... two albums a year. <gasps> she did two albums a year? You're one, inex- you're one acoustic, in- one electric. You're oh, inexplicably God. friends with Prince, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, just go see, go see the great Maria Bamford. Please come. And you got a new, you got a new web series on the way too. Uh, I, we did two episodes with Lenny or Die. We don't know if they're going to renew us. We did it. It's uh, called the program, and it's based on a twelve-step program that is mostly only. Uh, occurs in Los Angeles and New York. It is called Debtors Anonymous, and um, it is a. From what I've heard, a wonderful a program for people with money issues, which seems to happen a lot in Los Angeles and New York. And so we did uh, – it's sort of a short series about that. Uh, let us know what you think. If it's positive or constructive, mm. if it's not, you might want to keep that in your yeah. old – don't just let Maria Belly. know if you think it looks fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fake. No, but we, Belinda, and I, Belinda and I, Hill and I uh, made it and we did that. And then I got my Netflix uh, a version of my uh, special on Netflix. And then uh, Maria's special is so magical. Mm-hmm. If for, for anyone who hasn't seen Maria's special, 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 three specials, right? Yeah, three. Uh, it's Maria performing her headlining stand-up comedy act, which is brilliant, brilliant and hilarious. Uh, at her house in front of her parents. It's just me and my parents. <laughs> well, Jackie Cation's there. Jackie Cation was the pianist. opening act. And you there, there is a keyboard player. Um, um, and, uh, and there's the camera crew. Yeah. In but, a small space. But mostly it's just your parents. <laughs> mostly it's just my parents. And your brilliant comedy act. It's it's uh, it's so great and so amazing. Um, yeah. Maria Bamford. Thank you so much for Always me. a joy. Always a delight to be here. Um, our producer is Brian Fernandez, Sunny D out there in jolly old England. Lindsay Pavlis on the boards this week. Thank you very much, Lindsay Pavlis. Um, 
Our thanks, of course, to soccer uh, for being so entertaining to people around this mm-hmm. this great mm-hmm. globe that we call the blue spinning marble Earth. Mm-hmm. Can I tell a really quick soccer story? Yeah. It's really quick. It's- yeah. Uh, I was with a friend in a bar. I could see the TV and he could not see the TV. And on the TV they had a um, – they were just showing some World Cup stuff and they were showing a, a, a turtle – who was pushing soccer balls into goals. Like they would put a fish in front of the ball and the turtle would swim for the fish. They would move the fish. The turtle would hit the ball into a goal and I just kind of rolled my eyes because I feel like this happens every year. There was like the octopus that picked. There's this dog. Well, there was a big octopus. The octopus was huge and then yeah. everybody's been copying the Yeah, octopus. there's like a dog who's – there's like a dog goalie and stuff like that. And I said to my friend, God, I am just so sick of these soccer playing animals. And he – Looked at me agog. He just thought I was talking about the races of people who play soccer. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, oh, no, turn around. There's a turtle. It's a turtle playing it. It's an actual animal. I'm not being the world's most racist person. That's it. Oh, my God. I've, I really appreciate I mean, that's most of the footage I've watched has been animals soccer. <laughs> I watched a turtle it and a dog <laughs> play soccer. Against each other? Against each other in an Italian Facebook feed. Oh, wow. <laughs> So grateful. There is, there's, you know, like you know those, uh, you know those like Air Bud movies. Mm-hmm. You know, Air Bud, Air Bud, Golden MVP, Receiver, Most Valuable Primate. Um, there's a movie that is not part of the Air Bud franchise. Uh, that our my producer Julia's uh, boyfriend is a musician, and one of his songs is in this movie. And so at her house, she gets residual checks from this, but they're like for one cent and two cents and one cent and two cents. And uh, it's called Soccer Dog, colon, the movie. (laughs) Based on the play. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much. Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.